You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Edio Postcard recorded right here in the Olympic capital, Luzon. My name is Maria Danu, and with me today on this show is Hisham Shahabi. We are both candidates in the Master of Sport Administration program delivered here at the Ecole Polytechnique Federal de Lausanne, and we are excited to be talking to you today about sleep. Sometimes overlooked in sports science, we believe this is a very important topic. So, what will our listeners hear about today, Hisham? Well, we've got quite a bit on our agenda today, Maria. First, we will talk about the physiology of sleep and the importance of it for our body's regeneration and rebuilding. Then we will talk about a few case studies from different countries and athletes and how their sleep experiences were, specifically around competition time. Then I think it would be good if we also gave some specific advice for coaches and managers and others for athletes. That sounds great, Hissam. Why don't you walk us through the physiology of sleep? <clears throat> well, there are several theories around sleep, and although they differ in some details, most believe that sleep serves to restore the body or the mind after being used throughout the day. What is clear, though, is that there are two main phases of sleep, which are commonly known as REM, or rapid eye movement, and NREM, or non-rapid eye movement. Together, these two phases interchange throughout one's sleep in several cycles, each one lasting between one hour and one hour and 15 minutes. Sleep onset happens when the pituitary gland at the base of the brain starts to secrete melatonin, a hormone which causes us to feel drowsy. Melatonin is usually produced in higher quantities in the dark. Once we enter sleep, we start at the first stage of the NREM phase and continue through to stage 4 of the NREM phase. As we progress into deeper sleep during this stage, our muscles enter complete paralysis and thus we are the most difficult to wake up at this point. The body then regresses back to the NREM phase before entering a short period of REM, where we are the closest to being awake. This phase is called REM because our eyes flutter under our eyelids, and this is usually when we are dreaming. The deepest phases of our sleep cycle during the NREM phase allow the body to start rebuilding tissue and our immune system. This is done through the endocrine system, which produces hormones such as growth hormones, which help this rebuilding process. This is why sleep is important to athletes, especially during heavy training. I think you have also found several case studies where athletes from different sports shared their experiences with sleep during competition time. Yes, there is a study conducted in Australia where 103 marathoners were asked to complete a survey the morning before the event. In the question about their pre-competitive and awake schedule, the majority of them stated that the number of awake per night was more than two and that the time spent awake after sleep onset was around 47 minutes. 30% of those athletes had slightly worse quality of sleep compared with a usual night's sleep and the main contributing factors were anxiety, noise and the need to use the toilet. In another study, including German athletes, more than half stated that their sleeping problems the night before had no influence on their performance during the competition.
the responsible reasons for their sleep disruption were thoughts about the event and, for few of them, noises in the room or outside. Although the majority of the athletes did not use any strategy to deal with the partial sleep distraction, some of them claim to watch TV, read a book, apply relaxation methods, or take sleeping pills. As a result, we saw that there is there are negative relationship there is negative relationship between prolonged sleep latency and total sleep time, with mood variables of fatigue and tension, and that the women are more prone to have poor sleep prior to competition. Another case study that also tried to test the effect of sleep on athletic performance was an experiment conducted on eight swimmers. They were each deprived of two and a half hours of sleep per night for four consecutive nights. After each night, several motor, psychomotor and mental checks were done to see if there was a positive or negative effect on these functions. The results are aligned with the findings of the two studies you mentioned. Although there was no effect on swim performance, lung function, or grip strength, there were deteriorating results for psychomotor functions, such as reaction times to start buzzers, and increasing emotional imbalances with participants expressing feelings of depression, anxiety, and even anger. So, based on the three findings, we can say with a degree of confidence that it is, a, it is better to monitor and manage good sleep for athletes if you want to ensure best conditions for performance. During competition, it is sometimes harder for athletes to fall asleep and achieve quality sleep. For this kind of situation, there are several solutions such as nutritional substances. Valerian and tryptophan, for example, have been associated with promoting sleep. Valerian is a herbal product and specifically a flowering plant commonly used to treat insomnia, anxiety and to induce sleep. Likewise, tryptophan is an essential amino acid that is converted to serotonin in the brain, which in turn helps to regulate the levels of melatonin and as an imbalance of uh, it produces sleep disturbances. Another method helpful to enhance sleep may be through hydrotherapy. As it is known, sleeps tend to occur when core body temperature is declining and sleeps ends when it is rising. So, by using cold water immersion, contrast water therapy and hot water immersion, it is possible to change both skin and core temperature. For some athletes, these methods could enhance their sleep through the feeling of recovery and well-being. In addition to that, it is also important to regularize one's bedtime so that she is going to bed at the same time on a nightly basis. This helps synchronize the body's biological clock, allowing for timely secretion of melatonin to bring about sleep onset. Other things athletes can do is to avoid overnapping during the afternoon. If you are going to nap, make it 40 minutes or less, preferably less. Athletes and their managers already know this, but there are things that should be avoided during the competition period and the days leading up to it. Alcohol disrupts the deep sleep stages of our cycles and thus should be avoided, as does the consumption of caffeine too late in the day. It is best to avoid ingesting beverages with high doses of caffeine at later times in the day. Another point to keep in mind is the risk of hyperhydration, as during competition athletes are told to always stay hydrated. It may cause them to overdrink closer to bedtime, making the likelihood of a late night trip to the toilet a more likely possibility. And if I may add one last thing here, if an athlete faces problems during sleep in the competition, he should try to seek help and support from his entourage, whether it be the coach, team manager, parents, or other members of the team.
In addition, some athletes who keep traveling to participate in international competitions should exercise during daylight hours, particularly in the early hours of the day, for at least 30 minutes to adjust to the local time zone in the host country. So on longer trips, they change their schedule as soon as possible if they are away for more than two or three days, start using the time at their destination as soon as possible, even before leaving home. Finally, for short trips, they should adhere to their home time. If they are away from home for only a day or two, they should try to eat when they would usually eat at home, try to sleep when they would usually sleep at home, and try to not go outside and get some light exposure during times when it is dark at home. Thank you for your attention. We hope you found our podcast interesting and informative. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.